award-winning journalist Terrell Chatterbox Emerson. Welcome to it. Welcome to it. It is 12, I almost said 12 o'clock again. It's 10 o'clock on a Wednesday night, so you guys know what time it is. It is time for Talk That Talk. I am your host, Terrell Chatterbox Emerson, in studio to my left. First time in the seat, second time on the show. Mr. Aiden Sabir is in the building. What's the deal, sir? Yes, sir. What's good with it? I feel like my mic is hot as hell. Uh, We're going to make sure it's not that hot. You good? You solid? Yes, sir. I'm always good. Always solid. Ready to get to it. And as always, behind the camera, our Florida man fact checker, our producer, Mr. Salim Dweck. What's the deal, my guy? Can I ask a question? How do you feel in the, what is it, three days now since Miami has been eliminated from the postseason? It's the same way I feel. I remember you said that last show, but I'm, I'm a, I told you guys I'm a Pacer fan, and uh, at least I grew up a Pacer fan, and yeah, man, I didn't want, I didn't want it to get, I didn't want to get to the postseason anyway. So when the season was over, I was indifferent. I was like, ah, right, cool, I get to watch some some good teams play ball. Do you feel the exact same way right now? So wait, <laughs> so wait, what's your team? I'm a Suns fan. You're a Suns. Okay. I mean, oh, get, you did. We, we getting the Lakers out of here this week in six. Uh, we getting them out of here. This would be interesting to see. However, I'm telling you, I have been here with LeBron a lot. A lot. What's that? Where's back against the wall? Yeah. See, but my whole thing with the series, with that, with that Suns Lakers series, is like I'm waiting for LeBron to turn it on, and he not turning it on. So at he some able, point, is he able to flip that switch still? Is it, the thing. Yeah, at some point, he can't, right? Because like, when are you going to flip the switch? You would already, cool. you would have flipped it last game, right? You would have flipped it in game five. Now when it gets, now when it, now when it's an avalanche the way it was. Oh, I shouldn't have said that, huh? Because of the golden night. Nah, we'll we'll talk about <laughs> that later. Um. Anyway, welcome to it, guys. Welcome to it. This is our Wednesday episode for Talk That Talk. I don't know what's going on with my my thermos right now, but we'll get it together. Um, I don't have tip-ins for my parents, I don't believe, as of yet. We'll see if that changes throughout the course of the night. Um, let me go ahead and get this out of the way right now. Of course, we're in this, this clubhouse, this very, very familiar clubhouse. Talk That Talk radio show records twice weekly from the beautiful Westgate Las Vegas Resort and Casino, from the largest super book in the world for over 50 years. This place was normally, or actually, for, excuse me, formerly known as the largest hotel in the world for nearly a decade. If you want to be a part of the energy here in the Westgate Las Vegas Resort and Casino, you can find us at 3000 Paradise Road, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89109. Once again, you can find us at 3000 Paradise Road, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89109. Um, I do want to actually open up the show by saying, since especially since I don't have uh, tip-ins, I want to open this up by saying, Celine, first of all, can you pull up Naomi Osaka's uh, two statements? Before she withdrew and after she withdrew. Yeah, what was Please. the whole deal with her this week? We're going to talk I about I haven't it. looked too much into it. I don't know what happened. We're going to talk about that right now, actually. We're actually, actually, it's what we're going to start with. But uh, I do want to open the show up by saying that um, we released our flyer today. I think we did it today. Um, I, I got the flyer last night, but we went ahead and released the flyer. Our Juneteenth event, our second annual Juneteenth event. Uh, for Talk That Talk Media, we're finally putting it on, uh, or actually, we finally announced it. 
and we're doing, and this is a tongue twister, so let me get it together. It's an autonomous black business vendor fair. So what we're going to do, we're reaching out to black-owned businesses. So if you are a black-owned business in Las Vegas, please reach out. What we're doing, we're going to have various vendors set up on the second floor courtyard of the Greenspun Hall. If you guys know anything about UNLV's campus, the second floor of the Greenspun Hall, that courtyard is where we're going to have any vendor that is non-food. Any food vendor is going to be on the first floor right outside of the lobby of the Greenspun Hall. Um, more details to be reviewed or to be uh, announced, actually. I'm actually in the back uh, before the show. I was actually behind the scenes kind of reviewing some stuff. I was getting some emails right before uh, get, uh, coming on air. So it's coming together. I'm excited. We shall see where it goes from here. The Eventbrite link did drop today. Um, go get your tickets for that. The event is only $10 to get into. Once again, the event is $10 to get into. And like I keep telling vendors, this is the closest thing I could do to putting on the block party. It's the closest thing I can get to. So we're going to see how far it goes. I'm excited. I've already had some vendors reach back out to me and express interest in being there. Uh, various food vendors. I've had a couple of uh, non-food vendors reach out. I don't want to excite too, uh, anybody too much. But um, we'll hold off on that for right now. So do you have both of those up? Oh, so the IG, the live is good, though, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we'll see how it works. So read the first one to me. Yeah, like, what happened with the whole, because I don't know anything about this. So nobody knew anything, and we're going to start exactly the way that she started, which is with just her her general statement. The general statement kind of came out of nowhere. So I did see that part, but was there more to it, or w was that the whole thing? So pause. So before the fine came, uh, how do we feel about that? How do we feel about Naomi Osaka saying that she doesn't want to speak to media? I'm fine with it, personally. I feel well, like, well, mm, see, I go back and forth, because it's like, there's certain jobs like she plays, she she's a tennis player for a living, right? There's certain jobs where where people have to deal with a lot worse than you going up and, and and just answering a few questions. You know what I'm saying? So is it really that hard for you to just go up there and answer a few questions? So I see it on that side, but I also see it on the side as, yo, mental health is a real thing and it's important. And if this is something that's draining her mental health, then just don't do it. So 
there's two sides to it, and it, it, I don't know. It's definitely a sensitive subject. But how do you guys feel about it? Yeah. But let's be real also, like like a lot of the questions that we an like a lot of questions that journalists that we ask these athletes, they are repetitive. Oh, no, they are bullshit. They are the same thing over and over. <laughs> they hear the same thing a hundred times a day. So I do understand I it. Like that, yeah. I've been answering this same question for the past three years. You know what I'm saying? I mean what different answer can I give you? A lot of athletes don't want to answer questions that people want to ask. Yeah, true. boy Chris Naomi Osaka, the issue. Well, I'm never gonna say the issue, but I guess the situation, the dilemma at hand. Uh, I, I I agree with Aiden. It's it's a double edged sword because at the end of the day, regardless of what uh, athlete wants to say this. Maybe you know what, let me go ahead and flip the, and flip these points because I know how people get. Let me go ahead and open up with what Aiden said. And this statement actually came, I believe, on the second to last day or the last day of May, which was Mental Health Month. So I want to definitely highlight the fact that mental health is important, obviously. And anything that doesn't tend to your mental health, you should stay away from. And me and Salim actually had this conversation recently, and we were talking about our generation being the one that kind of doesn't matter what the check is. Like, very few in this generation, I shouldn't say very few, but I feel like there's more in this generation that will say no to a check if it's causing wear and tear on, the, on their mental health Definitely. than any of the previous generations. Definitely. Well, our generation has really just brought that, just brought the whole mental health thing. We really brought it to we the mainstream. We talked about it. And we talked about it. And That's it. And we brought it to the forefront, you know, because before it was, oh, you got to be tough. You got to suck it up and all that. But we were the first generation to really be like, nah, like, people are out here going through things, and you got to deal with them. You know what I mean? Salim, am I, yeah. this is, so, I'm sorry, guys. Are my allergies worse on Wednesdays? Last time I was here on a Wednesday, you was itching your eyes. They was... <laughs> They was My th- allergies are worse they on was Wednesday. Near, they was damn near closed the whole show. <laughs> this is this is gonna bother me, dog. Dog, you need some Claritin. Okay, sorry guys. Son. I'm gonna get back to it right now. Naomi Osaka. Yeah, see, and it's always crazy. Like <laughs> when I hear that, this is gonna go take a left. It's always crazy when I hear athletes when they when they complain about oh the media and I gotta 
and I have to do media, I have to answer these questions. Like, bro, when I was 18, my mom, she made me get a job at Smith's pushing carts outside in the Vegas heat for 7.25 an hour. And you're a millionaire and you can't go and answer simple questions about, oh, uh, how do you feel about the tournament or whatever, you know? But so I see it from I that feel like all of that is true. The other side of, you know, this, like this is a mentally tax, a mentally, what am I trying to say? Like a mentally, it's mentally taxing. taxing. Yeah. I feel you know like all of that is true. Like you just said, all of that is true. And it, the, well, the fir- to the first thing that you just said, if the issue or the reason why you don't want to do media is mental health. But I also, and I'm not calling Naomi Osaka a liar by no means. Oh, not nah, But mental health is all. I always say that uh, intentions are the one thing that you can't prove. You can't prove a person saying that they're dealing with mental health issues either. Yeah, never. So I do feel like while I applaud Naomi Osaka for doing it, you run the risk of if, and let me, I guess, before I even say that, let me go ahead and get to my second point, I guess. My second point was, regardless of what any athlete wants to say, when we tell your stories, big or small, it grows the sport. It grows the business. Whether you believe it or not, it grows your business. I've, I told the story last episode about how I do, maybe last week, how I don't root on anybody's downfall. But I do remember a young player at Summer League blatantly responding no to me when I asked, hey, man, can I grab an interview? And like I even said, most reporters, and I've been around them some, some reporters, I'll say, aren't understanding. They don't care. I thought about it. It was like he could have been after his girl. I don't know if the gentleman has a kid. Said his parents could have been being harassed in a stand. What do I know? But the first thing I said was, I hope he's not like that inside the organization. And since then, that young player has been on two teams, and I don't believe he has a team currently. I said that story last week. And I do feel like it's just a fine line. Now, like I said, all of this goes out the window when it's when it's mental health. But this is where I get into this, the, the fact of now we can get into them finding her. But I feel like when you get into these different leagues, if they don't do, if they don't try to protect media in some form, you're going to get every player citing mental health as a reason for not wanting to do media. That's true. And then you're going to make a mockery of it. I mean, just like. get to the second uh, statement after uh, Aiden's point. But just like any job, like, that's a part of your job, you know what I'm saying? And everybody has and granted, jobs that they don't like. It's, you it's time allotted, too. Yeah, like it would only be like 10 minutes, 15 minutes here and there or whatever. But at the end of the day, you can't tell anybody what affects their mental health. You feel me? And that's something that, we, that we're all learning and, and we're all recognizing now. So if it's something that's really affecting her, then by all means, if you want to eat the fine, I don't, got no, I don't have no problem with it. But I also have no problem with them finding you for it. I'm here. Th- thank you. Thank you. Thank you for saying Marshawn Lynch. Because what I was going to say was <laughs> I wasn't going to bring up Marshawn Lynch. However, I was going to bring up another uh, scenario. Aiden just said a golden point, and it sparked something for me. Every you, I think your point was actually you said that we can't – like we don't know when a person is dealing with mental health issues. What I was also about to say was 
we can't tell a person how to deal with them. So Naomi Osaka yeah. may choose to not say anything to the media, to not speak to the media. Marshawn Lynch may choose to show up and say, I'm just here so I don't get fined. If we understand Marshawn Lynch's point and we understand Naomi Osaka's point, I refuse to believe that we, re- that we don't understand Kyrie Irving's point. But I feel like some media is just nasty, though. Like, I, like a lot of media is nasty. It's like a lot of nasty journalism out there. Like, like let's be there very clear on that. You know, very true. Especially when you have like high-profile people like a Kyrie Irving, who's in one of like the more crazier basketball situations we've ever seen, and he's running away from the team in the middle of the season because he's dealing with whatever he's dealing with. I mean, it can get real nasty. From a journalism, from a journalistic perspective, you know what I'm saying. So yeah, I feel like I tell people all the time too. I've asked some of the craziest questions to athletes. It's all about no, the way too. that you I package like, it. Yeah, I feel like it's like when you're a journalist, you always want to ask good questions. You want to ask tough questions, but there's a way that you have to go about that. You know, hundred percent. Very true. See, but even with that, like, why is she apologizing with the media? Like, why is she apologizing with them? Because that doesn't make any sense to me. Because, like, let's be real, nobody's saving the world or making any crazy headlines with a Naomi Osaka interview. Mm, wait, you mean, like, nobody's trying to? No, like. Because like, she makes headlines. She's a headline maker. Like, if Let's not say that she doesn't else. make headlines, but, I mean, so what? You don't have, enough, you don't have an interview from her, like. It's not saving the world. You know what I'm saying? Wh- whether she speaks after her match or not. Do you feel the same way about LeBron? Um, no. I feel like. What makes LeBron's interviews different? I mean, he's the biggest. Uh, he's the biggest athlete in the world. She's not LeBron. Hmm. I don't think she's anywhere near LeBron as far as his impact, how big he is, his reach, how many people he touches. I don't think she's anywhere near him. Reach, reach makes a good. Uh, reach makes a good point. You can walk anywhere and say the name LeBron James, and people are gonna know who that is. 
But what I will there's say too, very true. But I think at the same regard too, there's there's a group of tennis fans that, for whatever it's worth, um, know Naomi Osaka by name and would see LeBron James and say. Mm, one of the best basketball players in the world. Yeah, that's true. So they could look at him and say, yeah, Kevin Durant. There are some people that truthfully have no idea what's going on and say, Michael Jordan? Remember what I hear is Westbrook suffers from the NBA starting to question what people talk about and ideas about basketball. Like, when you're watching the entire I do say talk a little bit about, but it depends on what it is if you're given the scenario, but I feel you. Well, there's a lot of people who who are, who are covering these sports who don't really understand the game like That's that. And well, as, as somebody who has covered sports before, that is I'll that fully is understand. Those is the go-to questions. Just talk a little bit about what you saw out there. You know, how'd you feel about this? How'd you feel about that? You know what I'm saying? So At the same time, too, I feel like for what it's worth when it comes to media, we 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 I'm happy that we opened it up the way that we did because we took responsibility as media and the, the wrongdoings that we have. Uh, can you try to remind me to get to my Kevin Durant point? My Kevin Durant. Thank you. So remind me to get to my Kevin Durant point because it's probably getting to, to the point that I've made before. But uh, speaking of, of reporter responsibility, we talk a lot about that, and, and it's so interesting because that's the purpose of the talk that talk media and the talk that talk brand. Um, we're doing media in a new invigorating way but like i said there's just still certain uh, reporter responsibilities that ethics is another word that we can use morals is another word that we can use that just goes into any type of uh coverage of any sort and i feel like journalism school is ethics first thing you first thing you learn and i and that is for a reason and i feel like with naomi osaka and kyrie irvin and lebron james we even mentioned a lot of these different athletes, I've been in certain, I mean, I know we, Aiden just said it as well. We've all been in certain press rooms and heard the first question after a game. And I'm sitting here like. That's what you ask. 48 minutes of a whole game, and that's what you ask. I'm like, fam, wait, 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 wait. You, because you already know the course of the press conference. And how it's going to go. So, especially being out here, I typically let certain outlets get theirs out the way first. Mm -hmm. And when I first got out of here, I felt the way about it and was like, are you going to always concede? Like, if I got a question to get off, I'm going to get mine off first. But if I don't, and I'm kind of letting it rock, like you said, I let those other outlets go because those are some of the generic questions. Always. Get them out the way. Yeah. Because we need those answers regardless. I'm not a troll. Yes, you are. Like, 
See, see I mean, you can't say that when he just did what he did. Well, I mean, maybe you can. I wouldn't say shit, but I'd be like, you know, I wish in a world, we could live in a world where I could ask that and I still have that access to the truth. See, but even a question you like can. that, you know he's not going to give an honest answer. Exactly. He ain't going to be like, yo, yeah, he's garbage, bro. Like, we, we got to get him off the team. He's not going to say nothing like that. He's going to be, I mean. oh, well, we riding with him. And you can't ask a lot of goofy questions that we wish. Yeah. Yes, we can. I mean, you, you can the, ask him. You're not going to get the answer you want to get. But see, but you can ask him. But here's the issue. You guys keep talking about what answer they're going to give you. Sometimes the answer that you take away from it is the answer they didn't give to you. That happens a lot. What I often tell people, especially if I've reached out to somebody, this is when I was covering student government and, and uh, budgets and stuff and, and – uh, Vegas while at UNLV a lot of these people don't want to go on record mm. so I tell them I'm not taking an anonymous statement and I'm gonna say that I reached out to you so if you want to live with the fact that it's gonna say Aiden Sabira refused to comment if you think that would be better than anything else that you can make up in your head you like it I love it and you know how many people look at me and give me a statement See, but it's also such a fine line because I feel like when you're a journalist, it, it's so relationship-based, you know, and you, you still want to keep a good rapport with the athletes because you want that one-on-one -on -one interview exactly. or you want them to do whatever with you, you know what I'm saying? So, it, yeah, it's always a fine line between, like, like oh, 100%. They really trust digging you. in and then but still, but still keeping that respect and, you know what I'm saying, there's that line, that boundary that you want to teeter but you don't want to cross on either side. And for instance, when I said that there's a way to answer every, to, to ask every question, I'm thinking about it right now. You're talking about clearly you can't say Chris that's playing like shit. All right, cool. So you could look at the team that he's playing and say, you know what I mean? They've constructed their version of a super team, whatever the case may be. I know the thing is I'm trying to get away from the, dy the dynamic duo like argument. So I would kind of pose the question in a big three format. I would probably talk about different teams. And talk about the fact that he doesn't have that. Like, you don't have really a super team. It's, you know what I mean? You have to be involved in everything and kind of point everything yeah, to it's a one-man one show and see what Luca says. If Luca says Kristaps Porzingis by name, then we know. He feels like that's his partner in crime. If he doesn't, guess who got his quote? Which is what we've said plenty of times. I told questions you, I, I gotta ask, but I don't really care about at USA all basketball. All time. I've experienced that. No, I mean that's a valid point, and the KD point that I was actually gonna bring up was first time I was around KD was at USA basketball when I approached him and asked questions. I think it was a media scrum. Um, I got my question off maybe second or third. He answered it directly. And right after me, maybe it was one more. I will not say the reporter's name, and I will not say where the reporter was from. I told you, I ate, 
or uh, Salim, I think I told you off air before, but I heard the question. The question was semi-valid, and they was asking kind of similar to what we we just kind of talked about. It was it wasn't a talk about question, but it was almost what do you see like out on the floor, whatever, whatever. And I promise you, dog, Katie instantly was like, I don't know, what do you see? And I looked at the reporter quickly and said, he didn't do that to the first four of us. He don't like you or he don't like where you work for. One of the two. But he didn't do that to the rest of us. Katie's media scrum was over. And I had a question that I was trying to ask Kyle Lowry. And Kyle Lowry was avoiding media because DeMar DeRozan had just, got it, just got traded. By the way, Kyle Lowry. By the way, <laughs> I, I can't, I can't wait chest. for this to get. I can't wait for this to get out. I got no, some no. things to get off my chest. Kyle nah, I can Lowry. give a damn. I can give a damn about that. You ain't getting my one on one, Kyle Lowry. <laughs> I need it. You owe me. <laughs> I still want the one on one, but <laughs> I can give a damn about how he because he was avoiding media. Like I was with Mark Spears, and he was running away from Mark Spears. Like he, oop, nobody cares. Like all I was gonna say was the question I was gonna ask you, and I'm gonna ask you the exact same way. With players like LeBron James and Chris Paul not in camp, you're the elder statesman. So you have to fill this big brother role. At Team USA, I wanted to know what, what, the, what was that feeling like for you? I had to ask Katie that question. Katie wasn't the oldest player in the camp. That was the question you were running from. That was it. Um, so when I saw Katie interact with that play, I mean with that reporter, it made me sit there and say, that's a personal thing, bro. Yeah. So I also think, like you just said, it's about burning bridges and it's about certain things. Like I said, if Kyrie Irving just got through with a game in Boston, I'm not going to hold you. My first question is not about him saging the building. I'm a person who saged my home. I'm going to get that question off. Kyrie Irving, let's talk about let's talk about your feels returning. Let's talk about the emotions after the game. Let's talk about a couple basketball questions. And then we can get into the salacious shit. I think the issue is we're starting a person's 10-minute media availability with salacious shit. Yeah. And then you want me eight minutes in. Oh, so on that pick and roll, what did you say? Fam, I'm so tired of talking to you. I was just about to say that. You got to build a rapport with him. You got to start off. What am I trying to say? You got to warm him up. You know what I'm saying? Ooh. You just got to warm him up. That's all. You just got to warm him up. You can't lead in with. Yo, where were you at this weekend, Kyrie? You ain't have a mask, and you were out at a family function, whatever, whatever. Like, you can't leave with that stuff, man. You got to you gotta warm them up a little bit. Yeah, man. I, yeah, I got a million things to say about that because I'm in my mind, I'm responding like Kyrie Irving, and I'm just making myself laugh. Because <laughs> the first thing I think Kyrie would say is probably, like, we also didn't wear masks on the court, or you just said it yourself, it was a family function. Next question. What are we talking about? What are we talking about? Our, we just talking about the media and just being I nasty. remember specifically, I'm going to try to tell this story without getting too, too crazy. Because um, I, I don't even feel comfortable telling the story on air. Be, but it was a question that was asked. And it was, the, it was just the weirdest thing in the world. Kevin Durant, during his media scrum, one of those first questions uh, and even I thought the way that he did this, I thought it was still kind of funny. I was like, he, did, he even did it in a respectful way. Kevin Durant had his socks off. <laughs> the very first question was about Kevin Durant's feet. <laughs> and Katie looked at the person and said, are you serious? 
<laughs> that's what we're leading with. <laughs> See, it's just stuff like that. Like, what's the point of even asking? Like, oh no, I have to tell you how he answered it. What's the point of asking there was about an answer. that, bro? There were no words, but there was an answer. The person said yes. Kevin Durant looked at the person and said, "Okay," and put his socks on and said, "Next question." <laughs> I said, "Fam, Kevin Durant purposely wasted that time. He's a veteran, dog. What are we talking? He, he asked her. I just want to confirm. That's what you want to leave with. All right, bet. Give me a second. What I." Everybody in the media scrum just paused for a second. It was like, all right, so you're moved to Golden State. <laughs> what the hell just happened? Um, I don't even know where I was supposed to go from there. Oh, I don't even want to try to pronounce his name. Uh, you know, I have to, don't I? No, actually, I don't. Uh, there was a tennis player the day after Naomi Osaka withdrew. You know how we talk about at like sports gods, whether mm-hmm. it's golf gods, football gods, basketball gods. Yep. I swear you can't make this shit up. A tennis player got hurt after leaving her her media availability. How how you get hurt leaving media? I believe she tripped over something and twisted her ankle. Like cords or something like that. I believe so. Like camera. I you guys know I've I've torn my Achilles before, and I you know those yellow uh, and black cord hiders. Yeah. I stepped on, I was wearing my Jordan 7s, my sweater 7s, and I stepped weird. I don't know what happened. And my heel must have hit first, and my f- entire front like part of my foot flopped down. So I was at Summer League and went down to an ankle and grabbed the back of my, and was like, please, God, don't tell me it happened again. And, of course, everybody was in a moment, like, in the tunnel, like, you good? And I was just like, I, as long as I can feel it. <laughs> if I can feel the rubber feel band, it. we solid. I felt the rubber band and was like, all right, cool. I limped for the next two days. Bro, but I, I don't even, like, even want to know how that feels, the pain of tearing an Achilles. In the mo- we don't have to talk about it at this moment, but um, I will tell you, in the in the moment that you tear it, mm-hmm. you don't feel it. I heard it's like a loud pop, though. I, I'm not going to hold you, bro. It was so loud. And they said it's like I couldn't a, tell you. Oh, really? It was so because, loud. Because uh, one of my friends, he tore his Achilles, and he said when he tore it, it was like a gunshot, like, bop. Yeah, I don't know, bro. Yeah. It, I, I know for a fact that when it happened, <laughs> I don't want to laugh, but because I, I got to laugh to keep from like from like the pain because when it happened, I told you guys how I got hurt before. Right. So let me know. You know, I've told you this story about a million times because you're on the show every day. So I, I've hurt myself on the. Cr- it's embarrassing. I bit on the shot fake. <laughs> oh, you were, oh, you was hooping when you it was, yeah, you was hooping. Okay, okay. And it, the thing is, I told my dad, I just I just broke the cardinal rule. If you jump off of two feet, what's the one rule? If you jump off two every feet. every athlete should know this rule. If you jump off of two feet, what's the only rule? Well, land on two feet. Land on two feet. Because I j- I bit on a on the shot fake, I jumped off of two feet and tried to turn and twist my direction. Mid land, yeah. So when I went to go land, my left foot slid from in front from under me, so uh-huh. it slid forward. So my ankle or so my leg went as far as it would go, and then it snapped. Ah. So when it snapped, I went to my knee. So I went to my knee, tried to grab it, didn't feel anything. Got up to go run, couldn't do it. Bro, broken bones and and all that shit is so, bro. I can't take it. Yeah. Shout out all the doctors, man. Blessings to you. Because y'all do something that I could never do in my life. I'll faint. 
and the way that you guys got to stay calm too. Whew. <laughs> All right, let's. Uh, I don't think we're gonna talk uh, playoff basketball, even though we kind of already did uh, more than we did in the first hour. But I do want to end this first hour talking some basketball. However, it's gonna be not playoff directed. All right, we're gonna talk Boston Celtics. I got two topics. Mm. The first one actually involves Kyrie and the fan who threw a water bottle at him. Boston fans is ruthless, man. They've been ruthless for a long time. True. But before I even get to that, can I just say how happy I am with the simple fact that they have a still shot of what Cole Buckley's face looked like when the police walked up? And I think the (laughs) caption on – of course, it it circulated Twitter. But one of the captions on Twitter said – Oh shit, y'all were serious? <laughs> and I just felt it. I just felt it. I told you guys about the tweet last week that I, I said that I felt when I forgot who it was, but it was some verified account that said that um either we banned the guy from um Wells Fargo Center. Is that still Wells Fargo Center? Or am I old as hell? I feel like I'm old as hell, dog. What's that? The uh That's Philly. Oh, the Philly? Yeah, it's Wells Fargo. Wells Fargo. I'm pretty okay, sure. Yeah. yeah. So they should uh, ban that fan from Wells Fargo Center, or we should let Russ beat him up. I'm telling you, those two those two tweets about fans, what else can be more true? So Cole Buckley, I believe, what's today? Wednesday? He Wednesday. was arraigned yesterday. I'm not sure if any other information so that came the fan out who outside it? of my yeah. bad. I don't want to cut you off. No, no, no. That's Cole the fa- is the man. Is the yeah, fan he's the fan who threw the water bottle. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And according, I'm not sure if Kyrie gave this description or maybe uh, TD Garden, TD Garden Security uh, said that uh, the bottle grazed him. Mm-hmm. So I just want to, I just want to leave with that. Uh, said the bottle grazed him, but Cole Buckley is facing assault and battery by means of a dangerous. Uh, oh, wow, I cut off my own writing. Dangerous weapon. Um, however, in the state of Massachusetts. It is a serious offense, but he can be sentenced to no more than 10 years and or have a fine of no more than $5,000. However, he was, earlier this morning, ordered to stay away from TD Garden. Let me go ahead and finish that note, TD Garden. So he was ordered this morning to stay away from TD Garden. Um, how, do you, how do we feel about this? I feel like the U.S. Need to, needs to change a couple laws around because that should not be assault for throwing a water bottle. As somebody, but I mean, like, let's be real. The fans are idiot, bro. He's all these, like, all these fans across the NBA. Let me ask a question, though, really idiots. quick. But you're in the club, and I don't like you. Uh huh. And I'm on the opposite side, and I chuck a bottle at. It's you. assault, bro. <laughs> Why? <laughs> it's assault. Why? Because <laughs> it's me. Because <laughs> it's me, bro. When it's me, it's assault. When it's anybody else, it's not assault. <laughs> it's a water bottle, bro. Suck it up. But when it's me, it's assault. <laughs> <laughs> don't do this don't do this um how do, yeah uh, in all honesty how do we feel about it yeah yeah just ban him like you're an idiot bro you're not coming back to i feel song. like banning for life is really i'm not saying go you can to, give him like going a, to prison is worse than yeah you or is less like worse fine. than uh than uh being banned from a basketball arena for the rest of your life yeah. however I do have a question. How do they confirm that you're banned away from a, a basketball arena? Because I've been invited to games. I've, there's been a million ways I've gotten into games. Let me mm. do this. Hey, look, you might do it in two months. 
My thing, bro, is just ban him from the arena. I, I feel like banning from just give him a little fine or something like that, and then I mean, bro, he was probably drunk. He did something stupid, whatever, bro. Yeah, he's a young kid, bro. Like whatever, just let him. Like it's fine, but you give me like, till Sunday, and hopefully I can come up with something. What's the warrant? That I don't know. I think I don't know. For what it's worth, if it's empty, he if got it's an arm. empty, bro, Kyrie got it. He got an arm. If he if it's hey, empty. I ain't gonna lie, if it was empty, bro, that's kind of hard to get a, wa- a water bottle that far. Does he play quarterback? <laughs> I don't want the how the Patriots to, need a quarterback how did get to, to to complimenting Cole Buckley. <laughs> I don't know, bro, because if he threw an empty water bottle that far and and still and hit managed the target, to hit him, bro. <laughs> All right, no, nah, Kyrie wouldn't find this funny. The the Patriots should have drafted him, bro. But nah, what we, uh, you guys said? Uh, what did he can get up Patriots? to the Patriots. The Patriots should have PTSD. They should have drafted him. Yeah. <laughs> I feel Pacers. like everybody's taking shots at my team. I'd be like Pacers, huh? Pacers. What'd you say? I feel worse than Stephen A. Smith when you bring up the Steelers secondary. <laughs> um, geez. All right. Um, so we don't we don't feel like you should go to jail for it, obviously, right? No. What's the uh? You said the, you said the most he can get is what, like ten years? Most he can get is he can get no more than ten years, That's, and he can be fined no more bro, than five thousand dollars. Ten years is wild for this. Like any type of jail time is wild for this. Like th- this is not jail time worthy. Okay. Does it depend on the severity? Okay. Here's the thing. He can. He but could go to jail for a max of 10 years, but I don't think that the judge is even thinking 10 years in his head. I don't think he's thinking eight years in his head. I don't think he's thinking a year in his head. However, I think that is created for what I just said. If I hit you with a bottle in a club or if that was a full water bottle and let's say it broke Kyrie's That's nose. what I was going to say. What happens if he goes in? And he misses the next game, for instance. Yeah, like now out. that's a little different. What happens if he takes his eye out? Because I do have like, – that's why then, I said give me till Sunday. That's why I said give me till Sunday bro. because I – my only response right now, I'm telling you, is boxing gloves. <laughs> boxing gloves. I promise you. I don't think Kyrie response. got hands, bro. I ain't going to lie. You Ky- think Cole, but you, you're he taking Cole that. Buckley over I don't, Kyrie? I don't know what the dude looks like, but, bro, Kyrie walks with a little walking cane stick thing, bro. He don't got hands. There's no way. Bro, there's no way somebody who walks with a cane has hands, bro. <laughs> I don't believe I don't but he gonna need the cane, bro. You can't tell me Kyrie. Aiden's not invited to our Sunday shows. <laughs> we can't do this on Sunday. <laughs> I don't know what just happened. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Brain Tree. That's why I don't go back east. That's why. Didn't I tell you that? Story about what I said, these I'm not even talking to my phone. I said, Didn't I tell you guys that these stories write themselves? Yeah, this man right. is from Braintree, Massachusetts. Braintree, Massachusetts. Who names a town that, bro? I could think of a, ne- a couple of worst, ta- worst name towns. I don't want to do that. Oh, of course. Shout out to everybody. Yeah, like the worst name towns are anything with a new in front of it. Like, how lazy are you, bro? <laughs> like, England, oh, New England. Like, bro, you can't even be yeah, original. No. All right, we're moving <laughs> you on. You can't even be original. Next, <laughs> next, bo- and I'm mad that I'm naming another Boston topic. Um, all right, bet. So, I, I, this isn't a serious topic. I almost got like real, real somber, like it's serious. This isn't a serious topic. We have 15 minutes left. We'll probably end with this and go ahead and open up um, our second hour with local news, and we'll keep it basketball and we'll keep it aces. So let's talk Danny Ainge really quick. Danny Ainge announced really. Really, really quickly following the season that he was stepping down as president of basketball operations for the Boston Celtics. Um, that obviously indicates that he 
this was something that was going to happen at the end of the season regardless, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, most likely. So, Salim, let's let's tease fans with a, with a conversation that we had, I don't know, to start the year and then middle of the year and then beginning of the playoffs. Wait, so is Brad Stevens? He's not the head coach anymore. He's just moving to the president of basketball operations. Oh, okay. I thought he was serving as both roles. No. So he's going to step into that role after Danny Ainge held that role for 18 seasons. And, I mean, you, you, could, you could literally write a book with what Danny Ainge was able to do with the Boston Celtics organization. Um, I missed the golden topic in this – can we can we um create a pod pocket conversation, Salim? Write that in your notes really quick. Can we talk about the uh, Boston Celtic <laughs> logo, Lucky, please? Oh, yeah. I need to talk about that because KG, I love you and I shot you so much, Bell KG. What the hell? What, um, wait, what happened with the logo? Oh, we'll talk about it. We'll, we'll talk about it on the uh, on the pod pocket because this is insane. Oh, oh yeah. So, for what it's worth, the moment that I heard this, first thing that went through my mind was. Oh, because remember when I said that Danny Ainge couldn't be that adamant, or Dan, I said Danny Ainge, that Brad Stevens can't be that adamant that he was going to be in Boston next year, that he, um, that's why he wasn't taking the Indiana job, whatever, whatever. I said, they offered him a lot of money. I said, so what happens if that bag is bigger from college? I get not wanting to go backwards, but then what happens if you don't win? In Boston, you might get a couple other shots in the NBA because, of course, you look at his record. It's great, right? But if you don't win, at some point, somebody else is going to get a shot. And then everything made sense when I seen Brad Stevens step into his spot. I said I would have been pretty fucking adamant, too. (laughs) I know what my next job is. I've already already accepted it, fam, regardless of how the season is. Whether I reti- whether I end my tenure as a Celtic coach with a ring or not, I'm gonna be president next year. I don't care. Yes. Shout out to Mike Woodson who has that job. I mean, it's a hell of a. See, I was gonna say it would be a hell of a negotiating tactic. Except Danny Ainge is the type of person to look at him and be like, how many finals have you been to? <laughs> See you at Indiana, buddy. Don't do that. <laughs> when I just gave the man his credit, don't do that. Who has he almost got? Well, for what it's worth, wait, before you even, before you, before you shit on him. I feel him, like they got some dudes flowers. in there, though. Like, they got Kyrie wait, in there for a little bit. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Before you shit on him, give him his flowers first. Because that means that you're heavily involved in the market. For you to strike out on anybody. I mean. That's first of all. Continue. You're a liar. You're a liar. Every time there's a guy who plays a lot. Yeah. Bro, that's been the Lakers' ent- entire franchise since I can remember. Oh yeah, we're getting this person, this person, this person every offseason, the and then that's the fans. But Danny Ainge 
Yeah, we were almost there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Man, I feel like this uh, Celtics team this year, though, was just, like, the softest Celtics team I've seen in a long time, bro. Because they stayed hurt? I just feel like it was a soft Celtics team, bro. I just feel like there was a lot of times where they just rolled I mean, Marcus games. Smart missed a lot of games. Kimba Walker missed a lot of games. Tristan Thompson missed a handful of games. Jaden Jay, uh, Brown missed the end of the year. I, I feel like it's hard to put a put a bow on that season at all when uh, you've dealt with that many injuries. I think what I will say is that regardless of what – regardless of the way the season ended, now that we know what we know now, any roster move that happens this season, Brad Stevens wanted move or wanted to happen previously. That's what I will say. So if a big name gets traded, Brad Stevens wanted that to happen a little bit ago. Yeah, most likely. He's going to turn his roster into what he wanted for this season. Well, I'll move on to another coach really quick. I was mentioning college coaches. Coach I, K? I, I, yes. But uh, I find it interesting that you expect certain things to happen, and then when they scroll across the ticker, you still kind of take a double take. Like, that's interesting. And we talked about Russell Westbrook and becoming a triple-double king and this Coach K information is the exact same thing. Uh, Coach K already stepped away from USA Basketball. Coach Popovich, Greg Popovich, is is leading that charge now. Um, Coach K announced that he will retire, and I don't think we have to give this too much time, but Coach K announced that he will retire at the end of the 2021-2022 season. Um, I think for me, barring a, a, a an epic run, I think that in terms of ACC titles and national championships and things like that, I think that the number that Coach K is at right now will probably st- he'll probably stick there. Of course, the, uh, he has five national championships. <coughs> excuse me, in Division One basketball, and um, coached some great players. You talk about the king of almost getting guys. Coach K may have the greatest one of all in the idea that Kobe said that if he would have went to college, he would have wanted to play for Coach K. Yeah, that would have been insane. LeBron is on record saying that if he would have went to college, of course, he would have did Ohio State. That just wasn't – nobody was going to change that. However, he is on record saying that he does want Bronny to be coached by Coach K, which isn't going to happen happen now. now, But – yeah, I mean, you talk about. You think Bronny is enough to stay? You think Bronny is enough to stay another year? You said stay another year. If Bronny, if I yes, Bronny's well, entering the well senior he, year, is he not? Nah, he uh, he about to be a sophomore. Bronny, sophomore, yeah, right. Please sophomore, look that up. So, sophomore or junior, something like please that. Please look that up. Junior, I'm pretty sure. Maybe if he's entering the sophomore year, because I feel like no, he's not. When when he hit that game winner they, against St. V's, that was like just like a year ago. I feel. So yeah, he gonna be a, he's junior. a junior. Yeah, he yeah he gonna be a junior then. Um, okay. So yeah, th- then he would have to stay what two extra years then, because Bronny's junior year, his senior year, and then for his freshman year of college. So yeah. Nah. Can you leave high school early. <laughs> you can reclass. That that's like <laughs> a popular thing that dudes do. 
Nah, I don't think he. I don't think he'll do that. That I, he would retire midseason. Yeah, he would retire I, midseason. Yeah, I don't think he'd do he that. He would retire after the Maui Invitational in December, and be like, "I'm out of here." Yo, I'm I, not doing this. Yo, I kind of have a hot take about Coach K though. Because when's the last time been we out saw? Of touch for a little bit. Yeah, when's the last time we saw like a really dominant Duke team? I'm trying to think. Was that like the Tyus Jaleel Jones Okafor. and Jaleel Okafor year when Jaleel they won Okafor a championship? Yeah, I feel like the whole one and done stuff kind of just it just like really. He couldn't keep up with the times, man. It just caught up with him. The whole one and done stuff. He couldn't really have that talent in there for a long time and really build that base with his program anymore. You know. I mean, I think as much as you would like to say that, or as much as people would like to say that, that isn't true. I think the proof is in the pudding. I mean, like I said before, I, I'm I grew up a Duke fan. Like yeah. my dad asked me if Duke and UNLV played, who would who would I quote unquote root for? And I told him. I go to UNLV. I've never stepped foot on Duke's campus, so mm. it's not it's not really close to me. Um, however, just taking that fandom out of it, Coach K looks like somebody who's been removed from basketball for a little. <laughs> what do you mean by that? Just his like, like his demeanor, his expressions, like, his that, like that type of stuff. Yeah, his demeanor. You know how, and, and it's it's not his fault because I don't think he doesn't care about basketball. Trust me. I watch Coach K on on the sideline at USA Basketball, and he's still engaged. Yeah, you don't win five national championships. A hundred percent. Not be engaged and care about basketball. However, we always say that Father Time is undefeated, but we only talk about it in terms of players. I feel like what is there on the coaching spectrum, aside from record chasing, that Coach K needs to do? Nothing. It's really nothing left that he could prove. Is it possible nothing. that Coach K hasn't been chasing something for quite some time? I, I would probably say three years. I'll say long before that. I mean, he's been a legend ever since I've been like a baby. When I, I remember when I was like in elementary school, he was like certified legend. So I was like, what are you chasing other than you just love basketball? I do. It's probably ridiculous, bro. What? That's like a seventy-some win percentage. Yeah, that's like a seventy-some win percentage. What? That's four decades. Four decades of just excellence, bro. I think that's – and if I'm not mistaken – You know he wasn't good on the court, though. Greg Popovich was a point guard for Air Force. You know he wasn't good either. If I'm not mistaken, you, you tell his players right now and he still can outshoot them. Whatever that's <laughs> Bro, like. if you play any time before, like, the 70s, you wasn't good at basketball. Oh, come on. Hey, no, <laughs> it's a hot take, but we've been saying it Bro. for, like, a month. Bro. We haven't been saying that. We haven't been saying that exactly, but that's a hot take that we have kind of been alluding to. Yep. We said that a lot of people right now would give Wilt a hard time. If you put, Bob, we did say that. If you put Bob Cousy in today's NBA, that man put is, Russell Westbrook in front of Bob Cousy. Oh my God, it's gonna be a bloodbath. With all due respect to Jerry West, put Jerry West in front of Kyrie Irving. It's gonna be. It's gonna be ugly. It it will be ugly. I think Jerry West would tell you right now it would be ugly. It would be very now ugly. Now, you put Scottie Pippen in front of Kyrie Irving. No, nah, I feel like the and 80s. 
I feel like the eighties and nineties is when it's like okay, like Hell, these guys you put are Vernon Maxwell in front of him. How, how, how much early you want me to go? You put Jerome Kersey in front of him. God rest the dead. That basketball back then was not good. We could pull <laughs> some from there. That's a simple way I can say going, it. It was not good. If we're just going competition, comp for what is? Never mind. I'm not gonna say it. Never mind. Because I almost said a crazy thing. What? Uh, I'm gonna relax. Well, no, nah, let me hear. I'll, now, I'm not. I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna say? give no no Hall of Fame name. But all I'm gonna say is, DeAndre Jordan is a big body. <laughs> I'm not talking about offensively. Bill, he, what would a well, lot of those offensive numbers look like if DeAndre Jordan was playing was playing defense back then? If Clint Capella was playing defense bro, back then, if you put a DeAndre, lot of those numbers look different, dog. If you put DeAndre Jordan in in Bill Russell's era, he's one of the best players of all time. I'm gonna be a hundred. All right, I'm getting out of here. He just might be, bro. Probably ball. We only got like a minute left. It was in the sixties though. That's a low you level of basketball. Him. That's a low level of basketball. I, I'm 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 locking up Coach K. <laughs> I'm locking up Coach. That was Coach Pop. I'm locking up Coach. Oh, Pop too can get locked up, bro. I'm locking up both. I'm not letting Greg Popovich is giving you buckets, please. Guys, we're getting out of here. I promise <laughs> you. We're wrapping up the first hour. When we get back, we're gonna keep talking basketball. Except we're gonna talk WNBA and we're gonna talk Las Vegas Aces. That will open our lo- our local news, and then we'll end with a little bit of boxing talk. See you guys in hour number two. Talk That Talk radio show records live twice a week from the beautiful Westgate Las Vegas Resort and Casino from the largest superbook in the world for over 50 years, formerly known as the largest hotel in the world for nearly a decade. The Westgate Las Vegas Resort and Casino is located at 3000 Paradise Road, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89109. Once again, it is located at 3000 Paradise Road, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89109. Hour number two. Of talk that talk. Um, we're going to open up with Ace's talk, Ace's conversation. I'm extremely happy that this replay is coming on right now, actually. Um, so, yeah. So, while we're talking basketball, actually, before we get into WNBA talk, I think this is the perfect time to mention while the Knicks and Hawks replay is coming back on. Uh, the Eastern Conference semifinals are set. We have Philadelphia against Atlanta. In the top half of the bracket and in the bottom half of the bracket, we're probably going to see the best series of the postseason. Uh, I heard somebody say that earlier on TNT. Uh, I forgot who said it, but that probably is the case what, that between Brooklyn, Brooklyn and Milwaukee. Yeah, that's going to be a that's going to be the one right there. I feel like honestly, bro, I feel like that's going to be the championship. Like when we look back, we're going to be like, oh yeah, that was actually the finals. Yeah, I didn't want to say it, but earlier today, I do have whoever comes out of that series going to the final. Yeah, definitely for sure. The way it's looking right now. I don't know. It depends. I told you the way Milwaukee looks in the first round. Milwaukee looks nasty, bro. Huh? <laughs> yeah, man, because the, the Suns are winning it all this year. We know that. But, uh, nah, um, I feel like what if we get a Milwaukee-Utah? That will be the most random. I, Stephen That's a, Smith, a huge possibility, Stephen though. Stephen A. Smith will be absolutely pissed. That the bubble final was the Lakers in the Heat. Oh, yeah. And the and now one he gets coming Milwaukee. out of it yeah. is Utah and Milwaukee. <laughs> he always it would be amazing basketball. Yeah. But that's a real possibility right now. Is I'm not going to hold you. Nobody is going to be excited. Well, for what it's worth, nobody that I know would be excited for the Brooke Lopez-Rudy Gobert matchup. 
I'm just I, saying. But that Donovan Mitchell, Giannis matchup. Donovan Mitchell, Drew Holiday. I love Donovan Mitchell, but Drew Holiday is a different monster. Um, and speaking of that, Utah actually is the only team on the West side that did uh, finish off their series. They finished it off today. Finished off Memphis one twenty six to one ten. So they are the first team on the western side of the bracket. And all you Lakers fans, don't worry, y'all season is coming to an end soon. I would love it. I would love it. I hate L.A. I just hate the city for one. But wait, whoa, wait, whoa, wait, whoa, whoa. <laughs> the teams I hate. The, I hate all Where L.A. teams from? also, huh? Where are you from? I was born in Cali, but I'm from Vegas. Okay, so I have multiple questions real quick before you move on. Huh? Where at? Where were you born in California? Uh, Santa Barbara. But I lived there until I was like three, and then that's when I moved to Vegas. And you lived in Santa Barbara? Uh, yeah. So why do you hate L.A.? Uh, every time I go, it's just overcrowded, too many people, it's dirty, homeless people everywhere. <laughs> L.A. is dirty. <laughs> but but Santa Barbara is what? Santa Barbara is like, I don't know. I, but I don't, I don't live there. I'm from Vegas. I don't know <laughs> what to tell you. See, I don't know what to tell you about Santa Barbara. I'm from Vegas. I was going to get real defensive real quick, <laughs> so let me just relax. <laughs> let me just relax. But, um, yeah, I always root against all L.A. teams. I see that. But mainly just the Lakers. Are you a Cardinal and, fan? Huh? Are you an Arizona Cardinal fan? No, I'm a Colts fan. You did say that. Uh, yeah, I'm a random. Colts fan. I got random teams. Uh, Colts, Suns, random. <laughs> random as hell. <laughs> uh, let's talk about a hometown team real quick. Let's talk about our Las Vegas Aces, who posted back-to-back 100-plus point performances. I just need to pause for a second for that one, because I'm going to say it one more time. Uh, the Las Vegas Aces posted back-to-back 100-plus point games in both games were against the Indiana Fever. They did that to end the month of May. Um what's their record looking like right now? They're five and three currently. Five and three? They're five and three currently. Still early. They're five and three currently because their three game winning streak was brought to an end in Connecticut as the team fell seventy four to sixty seven. Salim, can you triple check something for me? They got seventy four sixty seven? Yes sir. Uh, yeah. So aside from the obvious you hang 100-plus points back-to-back games against the worst team in the league, and then you play the Connecticut Sun, a team who has been a, a perennial power, a perennial playoff powerhouse, excuse me, for the last couple of years, um, and you get held to under 70 points. Celine, the thing that I wanted you to check for me, can you go look at their schedule for me? Aren't two of those losses against Connecticut? So before we panic about that, let me highlight you guys or educate you guys and highlight something really quick. I don't know if you guys are aware, but star player Alyssa Thomas is not playing for Connecticut. She tore her Achilles. And Connecticut is still doing this. I don't think it's something to worry about. I feel like it's still early. Wow. I feel like it's I feel like it's still early. So they're riding an emotional high or something? Like I I need to know how because I don't was know. You, was you hitting the panic button? Am I hitting the panic button with the aces? Yeah. No, but I'm hitting the, the serious button with the Suns. Oh, you think they're the real deal? Is, I said that coming into the year. As you're trying to get out, you think they're the real deal? Salim, what do you think? 
And I think you just took my damn next topic. So, <laughs> what is what's what's going on today? What's going on today? This is just this you you're not invited to Sunday show either. Well, actually, <laughs> I don't really know how we would run the show, but we would figure it out. <laughs> F- see, she this is not Max a podcast, B. bro. This is not a podcast. <laughs> Cause I was gonna say a lot of things. Shout out to Max B. Max B. Silver Surf, bro, gang. Uh, I love it. Um, where are we at? Oh, going back to the Connecticut game. So Salim actually just said my point right now. Uh, that game against New York is in New York, uh, and that will take place tomorrow at 4 p.m. Salim, can you guess? Shout out to Brian Salmon who's on uh our TV right now. Shout out to Channel Three. Um, Salim. Can you tell me what the New York Liberty's record is? If you don't have it pulled up, I will tell you. Talk to me. And I believe that Natasha Howard missed three games, maybe four games, uh, to start the year or in the beginning of the year. I, I mentioned New York early in the, uh, early in the offseason as well as a team that I'm looking at to possibly make some noise. So this Aces-Liberty matchup, it's a little different than previous years. So I'm excited to see what this game looks like tomorrow. Going back to this Connecticut game, Liz Cambage was booed by the Connecticut crowd during the intros, and then she proceeded to excuse me, she proceeded to shoot 11 of 17 from the field and post 28 points. After the game, she said that she loves being booed. She said, keep doing it, Connecticut, it thrives, it fuels her, something along, uh, something along those lines. However, I want to give you guys a couple of other numbers. Asia Wilson also had 14 points to chip in. Chelsea Gray was the only other player in double figures with 10. Or, yeah, the only other player in double figures with 10. However, Liz Cambage and Asia Wilson both recorded seven and five rebounds, respectively. For what it's worth, Connecticut had two players, I believe, with eight rebounds, and I believe two with seven. However, as f- in terms of the aces, Seven and five rebounds apiece, is that going to get it done? That's definitely not going to get it done. You need Liz to get like – well, really, you need both of them to get like 10 at night. They're both that type of player, especially Liz. Like, okay. there's no reason why she shouldn't be leaving any night eight for you? without 10, at least 10. I, see, Aiden – see, I thought Aiden was going to say a crazy number for Liz Cambage, and my number's higher. What's your number? I feel like she needs at least at least 10, at least a double-double. At least. I'm in a double-double, too. And maybe I, 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 I did pick Liz for MVP this year, so maybe I just want Liz to, to go out there and dominate. I'm looking at 12. 12? And the only reason why is because I've literally seen Liz, Camba- Liz Cambage take over games. Yeah. That, and I know with, with Vegas it's been different because she hasn't necessarily had to, but I've watched it happen. Definitely. So I don't think 12 is out of the range for her. And I think if I was truthful, I know it's not my beat per se, but if I got embedded with the team and I asked Liz Cambage, is 12 a number that she thinks she can get nightly? I think Liz would say yeah. I could I think so she'd I be think like seven a would be 14. If you if you if you're giving me 12 a night, you're going to get those 14. Yeah, definitely. By she, she could bef- you're going to walk into those. She's definitely capable of being around 14 a night, but like I said, minimum 10. But I love this game, bro. But like, see, but keep in mind too. I feel like maybe I'm maybe I'm hurting my own argument. Even though I do have her winning the MVP this season, I feel like if we're asking her to give us 12, 14 rebounds, 
a lot of it is going to be her kicking the ball back out. A lot of Asia Wilson getting second opportunities. So maybe her points don't look the same. Maybe it's a 16-12. Okay. So if, if Liz gets 10, Asia can get away with six. Yeah. Asia last year averaged eight and a half points. I feel like she Liz should be can around do there 12, every year. Bro. I know she can. I'm just saying. Oh, no. I'm not arguing with you. I'm just thinking in my head. like, What does Liz average for her career? Yeah, because, because I feel like six is too low for Asia. I feel like she should be around eight. She should be around eight. But like, if you can get Granted, that was eight and a half without Liz on the floor. What that's is Asia for her career? That's it, seven? Sorry, last question. Last question. What Give me the height differential. Uh, Asia is 6'4", Liz is 6'8". Liz, the most rebounds she ever averaged was 15 points. Uh, Asia Wilson so I'll say 14. should not be .3 rebounds. Career rebounds. Average. Away from Liz Cambage, who's six yeah, eight. Yeah, Liz. There's no reason why she shouldn't be at least ten a game. Like, that's crazy to think about. That she doesn't even average a double double. Because who else do they have that's really boring like that? I mean, it's I'm a not big as tapped in with the team. Yeah. With Andrew McCautry's ACL tear, uh, for whatever it's worth, uh, Kelsey Plum was there but didn't play due to um, health and – well, I should say she's back with the team. Didn't play due to health and uh, safety protocol. But um, you mentioned players that are rebounding. I mean, you have De'Erica Hamby who's off the bench. I mean, you do have Jisoo Park. Um, I mean, uh, I believe they just added Joyner Holmes as well, if I'm – Quoting Sam Gordon correctly, shout out to my guy, Minneapolis Zone. Yeah, because I'm a Suns fan, and, and I know we're small. You don't have to say that anymore. When <laughs> I'm a Suns What's fan. What's up with Phoenix and Miami right now? What the fuck? Listen, bro, I'm, this season I'm on cloud nine with the Suns. But when when Aiden, when he's not getting those boards, when he's not boarding it like that, we struggle. And you saw that in game, uh, I think it was game two and three. Uh with this L.A. series, when when he's not boarding it, man, we really struggle, man. So, Salim, do me a quick favor. We got to see the same I'm gonna thing. I'm going to try to move uh, on to the next topic. Liz, I feel. But we're still she got to board it. We're still going to get um, into this basketball topic because I do just want to talk about it anyway. Uh, can you look up Brittany Griner? Can you look up Sylvia Fowles? Yeah, just pull them up, and I want to know career rebounding numbers and and most in a season. Just give, just give me some rebounding numbers. Uh, who did I say? Sylvia Fowles, uh, Brittany Griner. And the last name, give me John Quayle Jones from uh, Connecticut. Yes, sir. You can, you can pull up all three and then just give me all three. Unless you're going to do it all in the same one. All right, so at this point, we're just going to turn into uh, Asia Wilson praise hour in a second because that means Asia at 6'4 is doing uh, – give me the rest of them. I'm not, I'm not done. Give me Sylvia Fowles and give me uh, 
Sylvia S Y L V I A. Last name S O W L E S. And I actually, I'm gonna look up John Crow Jones myself. Um, absolutely. So we're actually gonna move on Yo, for Sylvia Fowles. What's good with the NBA? What's good with the WNBA? They don't average double doubles there or something like. I they mean, don't I, average ten boys. Some people, people do. That's why I mentioned Sylvia Fowles. That's why I'm trying to mention Brittany Griner. That's why I'm trying to think of like some different people. Um, I don't know what Dewana Bonner. Re, uh, that sounds about right. No, Sylvia Fowles is a monster. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they their season is also I think max thirty four games. When they're fully in season, so I mean, I'm I'm just thinking about like the 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 comparison because, like I said, I'm not looking at Asia Wilson who's six four expecting twelve rebounds a game. Again, though, I am looking at people like Brittany Griner and Liz Cambage. Like, yeah, I I, I want a double double. Now, Brittany Griner, I do wonder how because Diana Taurasi rebounds the ball a good amount, so I do wonder how much. That and I think she's actually in the in the front court with Brianna Jones, who also rebounds the ball. So I think Brittany Griner may have a little bit more of a point too, similar to I guess you could argue that uh Liz has Asia to deal with in the front court as well. Um Sylvia Fowles with the eleven point nine is 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 kinda nuts to me. So and John Quill Jones, who I was actually gonna talk about, she's six six and for her career for rebounds, she averaged 7.8. And in two seasons, actually, let me not even say that. In 2017, she averaged 11.9. And this season so far, she's averaging 10.1. So it is possible. And in both of those seasons, let me give points. And in both of those seasons, the year that she averaged 12 rebounds a game, she put up 15.4 points. And to go along with her 11 rebounds per game, or excuse me, her 10 rebounds per game this year, she's averaging 21 points a game. So you definitely can see it in the WNBA. Um, I guess we'll just see who we're going to see it from. I'm interested to see that. Um, Vegas is – the Vegas Golden Knights is actually my next topic, and I'm about to try to make this call. And I don't deem it as a cold call anymore because we talked about this call. And I told this gentleman I was going to place this call. We shall see what happens. Um Two games have already been played between the Vegas Golden Knights and the Colorado Avalanche in the second round of the NHL postseason. And I'm going to be honest. Oh, wow. See if we can make sure this is up. Hello. There it is. There it is. Uh, Aiden, if you need to uh, ask a question, we're going to use my microphone. Put that one down for you. So, Mr. Sure Thing, Tyler Sure is in the building. How are we doing, my guy? Good, man. Um, I know the Knights. It's some fucking um, They needed a win tonight, for sure, uh, if they wanted to steal the series. But they ain't looking too hot, so I'll say that for sure. So I'm gonna try to to talk to you really quick about these uh, these three topics that I have from the Vegas Golden Knights. And the first one is actually Game One, which took place on Sunday. It was in Colorado. 
and it was a 7-1 loss for the Vegas Golden Knights. I have one question for you, and I'm pretty sure you know where I'm going. Why start Robin Leonard game one? <laughs> Dude, honestly, uh, maybe it's because Flurry's up there in age and they're just trying to get him some rest. That's that's my best guess. But yeah, but game one, he looked, he looked, he looked lost. Leonard looked bad. That's okay. For what it's worth, he didn't play in the first series at all. At all, yeah. So. I think that was just a shell shock moment for Robin. I don't know that I even would have wanted to put him in that position. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, yeah, I'm not sure. I, I don't know if they, if uh, DeBoer ever had like a decision behind it. I'm assuming it's just to get Flurry rest because after that game seven, they only had one day of rest before they were right back at it. So, well, I guess we'll we'll leave that for what it is. I mean, especially with a seven one loss, there's not much to say about it besides you're trailing in the series one or oh one. Um, however, after tonight's game, they're trailing in the series 0-2 after an overtime loss to the Colorado Avalanche 3-2. What did you take away from this game? Man, um, other than, you know, the rest of the series, it's a must win. Um, maybe that it's, I don't want to say that the regular season was a fluke, but... Colorado makes that shit look easy compared to Vegas. <laughs> when you watch Colorado play, they make it look ridiculously easy compared to Vegas. So, hmm. I don't know, man. It's tough. Making it look easy is something that, I mean, like you just said, we're, we're, we're literally watching it right now. And everything that Vegas gets, is it's so hard to come by. So, speaking of so hard to come by, uh, we noticed those frustrations in game one. And part of those frustrations was Ryan Reeves. Uh, who had an altercation and has subsequently been suspended for two games. Those two games will be, of course, one of them was tonight's game and the second will be game three. Uh, we we talked, I believe, on Wednesday about if this Vegas go to 19 was to get bounced from the playoffs early, certain names that had to go. And Ryan Reeves was one of those names. Yep, he needs to get the <laughs> Dude, like, I'm not even really – like, I'm not, I know I'm not, like – a genius when it comes to hockey, but I don't know what Reeves brings to the team. I'm just trying to fight other people, bro. Like I, I'm serious. It, it's it's kind of, it's almost selfish at this point. Like what he does, bro. Like there was like they were to, they they were deemed a major penalty. I was like, dude, like I mean, I know it was seven one and frustration is, you know. I mean, for what it's worth, can I let me try to shoot with some bail because of course the severity of the situation is is what he's being penalized for. However, taking the penalty in that moment, you just mentioned it. It's a 7-1 game. We've had coaches, I'm sure, all of us in our lives, that they'll take the technical in a 20-point in a, in a loss. Like, fam, whatever it takes to wake y'all up. Yeah, that's true. Um, so, last question I actually have for you. I'm going to let you get away from this Vegas go tonight BS because you seem a little depressed. And uh, I'm sure that you guys are going to want to read that recap on TalkThatTalkRadio.com, again, where you can get all of Tyler's Vegas Go Tonight coverage. Last question that I'm going to ask, man, is basketball-related. While I got a Suns fan sitting to my left, how happy are you that AD is a game away from elimination? Oh, so happy. Fuck him. (laughs) (laughs) In case you guys are unfamiliar, Tyler is a Pelican fan. So Tyler has no love lost for AD. Uh, He literally counts down the days for AD to go home. So he might not be counting for long if Phoenix is able to take care of business tomorrow. 
Aiden, do they get it done tomorrow? Uh, yeah, nah, nah. I think uh, I'm gonna go with LA in this next game, especially if AD plays. Then I'm gonna go LA, but I think Phoenix. I think we gonna get it done in seven. Interesting. I said Phoenix in seven once the series started, and I'll, and I'm gonna stick with that. So I'll, I'll, yeah, I'm gonna say Phoenix in seven. But seeing LeBron walk off that court with five minutes left. That shit felt so good, bro. I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna lie. All right, Tyler, you got something else for us, man, before we get you out of here? Uh, keep on talking. My dog. Talk to you soon, big dog. Yes, sir. Bye, guys. Once again, thank you to Tyler Sher for joining us on the show. Uh, couldn't be here physically with us, so we appreciate my guy for still stopping through, talking some sports with us. Um... I know Tyler kind of headed that 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 entire segment. Do you guys have any Vegas go tonight pointers? You guys want to get out of there? get um, out there rather. My thing with the Knights is. Just, the pants. No, you, you need to do this though. What I always feel, uh, whenever I talk about the Knights, man, is man, it's just good to have, uh, like a real pro sports team in Vegas. You know what I'm saying? And like something that the city can really get behind. I feel like we haven't embraced the Raiders like that yet. Maybe it's because, like, the fans and stuff weren't there and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like the city really embraces the Knights and it's Vegas' first pro team, man. So it'll feel good just to have that uh, whenever the postseason rolls around every year. So, However, I have gone on record plenty of times, and I have said this. Um, I do believe that Vegas – at the Golden Knights, I, and this is going to sound crazy – not that I don't have any belief in them, but I do feel that with the way that Vegas waited so long for a professional team, mm -hmm. I could just see their first professional team having that story of they get so close and they don't win it all. Like yeah. I said before, it just makes sense to me that the Vegas fanfare are aging – about 20 sports years in a probably a half decade. What do you mean by that? What I mean by that is I'm a I'm an Angel fan, right? I grew yeah. up an Angels fan. Yeah. So I'm definitely not an Angel fan anymore. I told you guys I'm <laughs> not I'm not going through that hurt anymore. I'm not doing it. Um so we have one title. And that was in 2002, if I recall correctly. Darren Erstad was our starting center fielder. Shout out to Darren Erstad. Um, I don't know how many seasons I've been happy since then. <laughs> and I, and I, I tried to say that with a straight face because I mean it with all my heart. And what I mean by that is I have no expectations for the Angels. Yeah. My expectation for the Pacers is that we should never – Picking a lottery. That's where I'm at. We should make the postseason every single year. We Our slogan is we grow basketball here. You can't grow basketball here and not be one of the final 16 teams. That's the way I feel. So the Packers are a team that I look at every single year and I say we have a shot. We have a shot because 12 is my quarterback. And before 12, I say we have a shot because Favre is my quarterback. I told you guys, I have, I, in my 26 years of living, I don't know what a bad quarterback is. I'm the same way. I've been a Colts fan. I went from Peyton Man to Andrew Luck. We'll see how Carson Wentz turns out for you this year. He'll be all right. So, <laughs> as a Dolphin fan, man, it's <laughs> tough. Dolphin fan. Um, 
The Marlins have two. So what are we talking about? So what was your point of bringing this? Salim, don't do this. To me. Don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do this right now because you're about to bother me. Don't do this. I see what you're doing. Because you were nonchalant in the first. Don't do this. Um, Where was I at? Because he, he pissed me off. I got lost. Uh, you were talking see, about bad quarterbacks and. Yeah. Talking about teams. Talking about yeah, favorite teams. Okay. Talking about how so, I always feel like you have a shot. Uh, yeah, I always feel like we have a shot depending on um the sport. So when I say that Vegas is aging, Vegas the Vegas fanfare is aging, you guys have waited so long to get a sports team. Right. If you guys would have won a championship that very first year, nobody would count it anyway. Everybody would look at it, I promise you. Everybody would look at it and say it's Vegas. Of course Vegas is going to win their first year. They won in the in the sport in the sports books whatever whatever. It would always be looked at as a flawed ring. So we talked about sports gods earlier. It just doesn't surprise me, and it wouldn't surprise me if this carried on for a couple more years of the Vegas Golden Knights looking like world beaters in the regular season and then getting to the postseason, and it looks like they don't know how to play as a cohesive unit. We've seen it five years, four years straight? This year, if you included five? Yeah, well, when was their first season? 2017? Five years from now. 2017? 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, yes. Yeah, the first year they was on fire. And yes. then it seems like every postseason now it's always an issue or lack of cohesion or whatever the something. problem may be. It's always something. So that's what I that's what I mean when I say you guys are aging 20 years and because you guys haven't had a season where you haven't made the postseason yet still. So that's what I'm saying. As a Pacer fan, I've had ups and downs. As an Angel fan, I've had ups and downs. As a Packer, I've had ups and downs. Mm-hmm. Majority ups. I get all of it. Vegas is in the majority up stage, but I feel like right now, if they were to win a championship, it's it's spoiled fans. Let me ask you guys this though: You guys feel that uh, with this next this next season coming up for the NFL, you feel like the city is going to embrace the Raiders like they did the uh, Knights? Because I don't feel like they are. I feel like they will. You think so? They have no choice. I don't think they are. They have no choice. I feel like it's going to be a slow process. I don't think it's going to be I mean, out they're not the gates win. from the jump. They're not going to win right away, more than likely. But I think, like, dude, I think that they'll be in there booing the Raiders if need be. Hell yeah. Not that. You think they're going to be booing the Raiders? Hell yeah. If the Raiders are bad, oh, absolutely. Yeah, if they're bad, of course. Yeah, Raiders fans is rude. Absolutely. Do I think they're going to boo on week one? No. However, I think if the third quarter starts and Baltimore is up 28-6, to six, you will hear boos the next time the Raiders play. That's what I think. What I'm saying, though, is, like, you have people who aren't even in tune with hockey really embracing the Knights. You know what True. I'm saying? I don't feel like it's going to be the same way like that for the Raiders because the NFL fan base is just so much more passionate, I feel. No, you are going to have like your, your Vegas natives who are – Because me, I know me. I ain't wearing no Raiders shit. I don't know about y'all. Well, I have – you guys already know. I have no problem wearing Raiders shit. My cousin <laughs> Mr. Raider. Shout out to Tim Brown. Gang. Um, So I have no problem wearing yeah. So I, I literally have family that that bleeds black and silver. So me personally, I don't have an issue. But I've said it I've said it before. I don't have an issue wearing the home team. I don't. Yeah. So for me, I'm one of those people who like sports memorabilia to begin with. I don't really wear hats so much now since my hair's uh, grown out. But yeah, I'm gonna get an Angel Wilson jersey. Mm-hmm. I have a, my own personalized Aviator jersey. Shout out to the Aviators, Don Logan. What's the deal? Um. I mean, I, I, I support local teams. Like, I mean, for what it's worth, I'm not in a position where I can literally go out and bet on the team. 
I'm not in a position where I can literally go to the games and cheer for the team. I'm not in a position where I could actually root for the team. So the most I can do, I live here. Hell yeah, I'm a rep the team. Yeah. Good or bad, I'm a rep the team. I I live here. Yeah. This is the team that I cover. Absolutely, I'm a, I'm a rep the team. That's just the way I feel. I mean, I don't. I feel like if you look at because I I did post this picture right before Monday Night Football. I posted uh me and Tyler's portion of the photo shoot. Shout out to Vani Vermo, uh photographer for us. Um. Or I should say photographer for us, photographer who has helped us. But I posted me and Tyler's photo shoot right before Monday Night Football, before the Raiders took on the uh, Saints. And it was me putting on a Las Vegas Raiders snapback backwards. And my back was to the camera, and Allegiant Stadium was in the foreground. Shout out to 2K1G, who actually did our theme song, who did our last two theme songs, hit me instantly and said, I'm telling every Packer fan I know what you just did. <laughs> and I laughed at him and said, fam, I live in Vegas. Yeah. And he was like, oh, okay, I got to relax. That's what I'm saying, though. Like, I was like, fam, like, I'm still relaxed. These I'm NFL fan bases are so passionate, bro. It's like, regardless if I'm from here, I'm and still he's not. he's a stiller. I'm still not wearing no Raiders stuff. I'm still not, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I Because think me, I'm around a lot of Cowboys fans. My whole family is Cowboys fans. For what it's worth, I think it's a little different, too, because you've never covered a a Colts game. Nah. So, I feel like it's different when – how can I put it? It's different when you're put in a position where you're covering a game of your favorite team and really neither here nor there for you Mm -hmm. because you're reporting on it. So, for instance, like I said before, it's similar to Stephen A. Smith. And that's why, like I said before, I've always – we've always been taught – don't have fanfare. Don't have fanfare if you want to be in this business. I don't agree with that, but history has shown us that it's not true. Yeah. But like I said, the first name that ever comes to my mind is Rick Camilla. Shout out to Rick Camilla from NBA TV. I hope he's still with NBA TV. Rick Camilla is a diehard Minnesota Timberwolves fan, mm-hmm. and he would go on NBA TV every night and talk about how bad his Timberwolves were outside of Kevin Love. And nobody batted an eye. That's like Bill Simmons. He got a whole network. He's one of the best sports journalists out here. And he a diehard Celtic fan, diehard Pats fan. Are you going to tell Bill Simmons he can't cover a Celtic game? You're just co- – he's covering it. He's going to give you the news, but he's covering it from the standpoint of this is my job. I'm also going to give you my stance as a fan. Right. That's the thing. Are you able to look at your team objectively? That's I feel like I'm able to look at my team objectively, all of them. I, I, like, I'm well, able to I mean, say I think the when world would say that you do, Salim. I mean, we hear you every week. Yeah, yeah, we just heard you talk about your quarterbacks for the last decade. <laughs> Y'all got Tua, man. You don't believe in Tua? He better believe in Tua. You don't believe in him? Okay. You think so? So let's go ahead. I already mentioned him really quick. We have 25 minutes left in the show. Uh, my dad's tipping is exactly on what I thought it would be on. Uh, so let's go ahead and get into some Las Vegas Aviator news really quick. Salim, I have bad news for you. My Las Vegas Aviators. For the second time this year. Took four games away from your Rivercats in the six-game series. Bro, that's like the most random team to be like invested in, bro. Like minor league baseball. It's it's just a running joke. Oh, Salim is oh, has never Salim has never even seen a Rivercat. Well, you're from Florida. Okay, 
I had to be sure. I don't even know what a river cat is. I don't either, but I'm sure somebody in Florida does. I don't think it's a. It's not a real thing. It's a thing. real thing. It's a. I, nah, it's not a real thing. I think it's just bet. like a name. You think it is? Bet five. I ain't betting five. You, you look like you know. See, you look I, too like, confident. Bet live on air, like, dude, bro. You look so too confident. That, that was a confident ass. That was a confident ass. Bet five. Like <laughs> that shit was confident. Yeah, Salim's still looking, so I'm not too confident anymore. If I Google, yeah, puppies, you don't see none. A river cat. <laughs> Watch, they they gonna show you, they gonna show you a seal or something like really weird. Wait, so does it live in a river? It, like lives in rivers? Or? I would assume so, right? It's a river cat. If it's a river cat and it's not aquatic, I'm gonna be very upset. Like an actual cat though, like a like yeah. like a house cat type thing. It's a little so it's a swimming garfield. Fox. We we are we have absolutely derailed this show. Like <laughs> we talking about river cats. <laughs> um. <laughs> so see, that's what happens when the aviators win four games out of six. There's not much to talk about. Four out of six. No. You got me. Um. You know what? And I say this all the time. I say certain things on air, and I absolutely have no clue what that is. But there's somebody at home listening that just called me and Aiden. Absolutely idiotic for not knowing what that was. Probably. I don't even know how to pronounce what you just said. What did you just say? I don't, I don't know what that word means. Okay. Oh, it's a cat. Okay. You scared the hell out of me. Um. So I do think it's important to also mention that the Vegas Golden Knights are still on the road for another week. Tomorrow, they will kick off their uh, – why do I keep saying kickoff? Salim, we got to figure out something better. Because we say tip-off, we say kickoff. Uh, we got to figure You're talking out about the aviators, right? For baseball, yeah. Yeah, you, you said Golden Knights. I said Golden Knights? Yeah, I'm just making sure. Aviators, sorry, brother. Just Appreciate making sure the people in, in tune with you, you feel me? Appreciate you, big dog. Aviators. I'm not saying 10 off. So we got to figure this out. But the Aviators will be starting a new six-game series on the road at Albuquerque. Um, and you know what's funny? I said everything about spelling Albuquerque wrong, and I was in not in a rush writing these notes. We were talking about that last and week. And I still spelled Albuquerque wrong. We, we were talking about that last week about spelling Albuquerque. And I still spelled it wrong in my notes. Yeah, I, I can't spell it. I, I need spell check. I'm telling you, you're going to go a full season and still need spell check. At the <laughs> I'm telling I, you. I need spell check. Yeah. Uh, I think this is just also an important time to mention, of course, we're going to cover as this uh, Las Vegas Aviator sponsorship continues to roll out. We're going to continue to branch into Oakland A's uh, baseball. And I think it's very, very important to mention that we are actually highlight and give congratulations to manager Bob Melvin, who won career game. 799 as the Oakland A's manager, becoming the winningest manager in Oakland A's history. So shout out to Bob Melvin for doing that. Shout out, Bob. Uh, Celine, this is a random stat for you, but I do have a stat for you. Do you remember in the beginning of the year when we said that uh, we, we, were, we were randomly taking stabs in the dark at baseball um, awards? Remember we did All-Star Game MVP? You don't remember. Damn it. So we got to go figure out exactly which one it was because it was right before the season started. And I need you to clip that for me. Only because I don't need you to post it this week, but I need you to clip it just to have it. Because my answer was Vlad Guerrero Jr. Do you know? 
You might have to clip both of them and put them side by side because this is gonna this is gonna run throughout the year. Oh no, trust me, it was right before the season started. It was our baseball special. I know which episode. So, I mentioned Vlad Guerrero, but the number that I want to give you, I'm gonna give you two numbers. The first one is four, as in the number of hits that he tallied. I believe this was two games ago. Can you guess the number of pitches he saw? Try seven. Four hits off of seven pitches. I'm standing by my all-star game MVP pick of Vlad Guerrero Jr. That's it. I just want to toot my own horn real quick. Um, I think that's that's enough for local news for right now. But as we always say, Vegas is the fight capital capital of the world. So I think it's important that we include boxing occasionally as one of our local news is. Uh, is news is a word? News. Local news. Newses. Local newses. Nah, that's not. Definitely, that's definitely not a word. Newses. Local news. I. No. no. <laughs> um. News. <laughs> Newses. Uh, but you know who is a nuisance? No, nah, let me stop. Because uh, I was definitely about to say the Paul brothers. But I guess if I was going to allude to boxing and I said who was a nuisance, Salim was going to say Floyd. I was going to say Paul. Both of them. I, 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 I like the Paul brothers. Y'all don't like them? It's not that I don't like them. I got to respect mean, it, man. I'm not, I'm not going to forget what I originally knew you from. That's not what we're doing. <laughs> and I'm, I'm not talking about Disney either. True. Does anybody have a um, – I just okay. I just all right. Let's all right. I'll get the I'll get the elephant out the room. I'll, I'll get the, I'll address the elephant in the room for me. For me, what? For me. Does any has anybody been to Jake Paul's uh, Instagram recently? Nah, I haven't. I, don't follow I went him. to his Instagram recently when they announced his uh, his fight, which we're about to get into shortly. Uh, and I was scrolling, and one of his like hype videos, almost promo videos. Uh, he has uh. I don't know. Yeah, he has T Grizzly first day out plan. And while it's cool, it's cool. But the caption is, I know they prayed on my downfall. That's fine. Does anybody else feel a way that the entire promo video is Jake Paul working out to I know these niggas prayed on my downfall? We credit what, Jake Paul what, for being a marketing word in there? genius. He didn't edit anything. So nah, we credit Jake Paul for being a marketing genius way too much. He just announced the fight with Tyron Woodley. I feel away. Maybe I'm looking too much into it. Uh, I don't feel away about it. I feel like it's just a song. And I feel like it was more so the message. There's a lot of songs. You guys know I tweet random lyrics. I literally have in my bio, I tweet random lyrics. Yeah. Based on certain things that I'm going through in life, I don't tweet certain lyrics because it could be applicable. Yeah. Somebody could deem it as applicable. Yeah. I have gone through a certain situation where I mentioned it on um, the podcast before. There is a name that I don't even mention by name because I know how this person is and I'm not out here for clout. This person actually has texted me before, not from his number, but we, we've interacted before. And there's a blue check who talks about not basically talking to anybody outside of his, his, uh, his tax bracket. I don't fake the funk about anything. I'm not in that person's tax bracket. I have come up in that person's conversation a decent amount behind a woman. Fam, what are we talking about? So I say all of that to say 
there's plenty of things I could tweet that this person has said yeah. that he would know is directed at him. Right. Wow. Keep throwing subs. I say what Keep I throwing say. throwing subs on Twitter. I say what I say. And there have been times when I have. Yeah. Because I know that you see it. Mm-hmm. But not, not something that we're about to make go back and forth. And I say all of that to say you attract what you attract. The times that I have said something, whatever the response is going to be is the response. Yeah. Therefore, I feel like Jake Paul should stand on that as well. Like I said, when I just told Salim that, or I told both of you guys, that I refuse to forget what I remember you from, first from. And it was from Jake Paul doing something similar to what I just said irritated me with that promo video. I listen to T Grizzly frequently. You told me that. Now, in the game of fighting, I'm not going to hold you. I'm all for unfollowing everybody and following Yeah, see, like, wife. stuff like that. Now, like, saying I'm a, anything, I'm a, saying anything is a little excessive. Yeah, but like, stuff like that is The mind game following. Like, stuff like that is yeah. hilarious. I think that's hilarious to me personally. You can't, you can't bring her up. That's my, like, something like, my, forget this sport. Like, me, my sense of humor is, like, a lot crazier than, like, a lot of people's. You know what I'm saying? But that's hilarious to me. <laughs> I think that's funny as hell. <laughs> I know you're probably eating at Wendy's and all that shit. That's funny. Or maybe you're jacking off to Jacob Parks or whatever. Okay. I really wish you wouldn't have read that live on air. I'm, I'm but, um. I, I've, been, I've been debating whether I should. But uh, for whatever it's worth, Jake Paul and Conor McGregor are both two people that cross the line, which is why we need to have this yeah. pop pocket conversation about Kevin Garnett. But um, going back to the topic at hand, I guess we'll start with it now. I didn't want to start with Jake Paul, but it just so happened when we talk about Paul Brothers, Jake Paul just so happened to uh, be the first one. But we'll get into my dad's tip in. Yeah, but Connor, he always steps over the line also. And, I mean, it's the fight game, you know what I'm saying? I mean, like for these what dudes are just trying to promote the fight. Connor may have said something about somebody's wife, like, in a negative way, but I'm going to mention the time that he brought up Rafael Dos Anjos' wife. I forgot what he was um, – w- the exact situation that was brought up, but he was basically saying – I think Rafael was asked if um, the Connor fight was offered, would he take it? And before he could answer, he kind of hesitated, and Connor was like, you know you would take it. Like, shut – don't you dare fix your list and say that you wouldn't take it. Mm-hmm. You would go home. Tell your wife, break out the red panties. Connor yeah. made her ri- Connor, Connor made us rich. Yeah. There's uh-huh. a way to bring up somebody's wife and not do what Jake Paul did. When Chael Sonnen said that he was gonna break into Anderson Silva's wife, uh, break into Anderson Silva's house and slap his wife on the butt while she was making dinner. Oh, Anderson Silva should have hopped over that fucking table. That's kind of wild. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of wild. What Connor said about wasn't it Ricardo Mayorga that slapped Shane Mosley's wife's ass? At the press conference, and Shane fucking nutted up. What Connor went, said about Khabib's wife was crazy. Please too. look that up because I don't want to. I don't want to throw that on Ricardo Mayorga if if I'm wrong. But I believe that was that press conference, and Sugar lost his shit, bro. Um, my dad's tipping really quick is about Jake Paul versus Tyron Woodley. He said when I first heard about this bout, I was kind of sad after witnessing Woodley's last four MMA fights, all losses. 
hoping that he would end his losing slide with the win and seeing it not go his way, excuse me, to now seeing him get in the ring with Jake Paul, who was making a career out of, out of embarrassing athletes in the ring who have no boxing skills. After reading an article today, I feel a little better. Willie's manager, Malki Kawai, I hope I'm not saying that wrong. However, before I even uh, continue with that, they're really, really good at their jobs because they had me feeling like Ben Askren had a punching chance no. as it was leading up to the fight. I still had Jake Paul winning, ben Askren it, has, winning the fight. Has zero hands. He's playing with fire this fight, though, with Willie, though. Like, Jake Paul, we gonna he, see. he's playing with fire. And we're going to keep reading. Uh, Willie's manager, Mal- see, I don't want to be wrong, Malky Kawhi stated that he has been preparing, since, uh, preparing for this since the Ben uh, Askren fiasco. He stated that he knew Askren didn't have a chance, but Willie's situation is a little different. Woodley, besides being a former UFC champion, he has trained in boxing his whole life. He has even trained in L.A. with the legendary Freddie Roach. Either way, it's a win for Woodley because he will walk away from this from this fight a million dollar with a million dollar excuse me with a multi million dollar payday. He says more than he has made from any single match in, uh, in his MMA career. Also, Paul has a rematch clause in the contract, so maybe he's a little worried. Maybe it's false hope or maybe a little redemption. Fingers crossed. I'm letting y'all know now that Jake Paul is playing with fire with this fight, bro, because Tyler, bro, Woodley is known for knocking people out. Like, that's how he made a living in the UFC is by knocking people out with his hands, dog. Who is he knocked out in big-time fights in the UFC? Josh Koscheck. In big-time fights? Josh Koscheck. Okay, I'll give he, you he, he, and he, he absolutely, like, cleaned the him one, up. The bro. answer that I was going to give you was Robbie Lawler. Yep. Him too. Yep. Okay. Now I will say he hasn't looked the same in his past. What like, like four fights or whatever. But the dudes he was fighting is not Jake Paul, bro. Like they was trained killers. You know what I'm saying? So. I'm rolling with Willie in this fight. Yeah, he's definitely not the same. He's definitely not the same, but. Like I said, bro, he's fighting Jake Paul. He's not fighting these dudes that who are Literally actual UFC, yeah, actual UFC fighters. And I'm rolling with Willie for this fight, bro. Like I'm definitely rolling with Willie. I feel like Jake Paul is gonna get knocked out. I definitely feel like he's gonna get knocked out. What I was saying, what you Jake know Paul. Another thing that bothers me, and this is just random. He calls Tyron Willie Tyrone Woodley, and that bothers the hell out of me. It's Tyron, right? It's Tyron. Yeah, no it's Tyron. And it's not that hard. And when he's joking, he calls him trying Woodley. So just flip the R and the Y, fam. That's his yeah. name. And it's Tyron. It's not Tyrone. What I was telling people, bro, is what Jake Paul should have done. It just keep fighting these dudes that you know you could beat. I mean, if why you want to keep a payday, why, if you want to keep the payday, why not? But why not? If you want to keep the payday, just keep fighting these dudes who you know you could beat. Like, what do you gain out of fighting Tyron Woodley? Nothing. He may be somebody that he feels like he can beat. And but, like, yeah, true. He may be something that, yeah, yeah, he may feel feel like he could beat him. And if he does beat him, though, what's the move for Jake Paul? Because I, I was having this conversation with my brother earlier, and I said that if he beats, if he knocks out or if he just beats Woodley, it has to be Floyd or it has to be Connor. It has to be. Nah, it has to be. I feel like it has to be. Well, well, I don't know. You know how, but he, we're not, you know how we're huge not, that fight will be? We have time to get to that because that fight won't take place until August, but we're actually in the middle of a fight week for Floyd Mayweather versus his brother Logan Paul. Um, the rules came – Celine, can you look at the rules real quick for that fight? Because that fight rules came up today. Uh, there, will, there will be no judges. I know that. 
Knockouts are allowed. Eight three-minute rounds, I believe. Um, I think that I think they said no headgear. Uh, the referee determines the knockout, though, and I think that was like the the thing that jumped off the screen to me because we've seen referees. Wait, what's the point of having this fight if there's no judges? It's supposed to be an exhibition. I don't know. Now nah, I'm telling you, I read the the rules. That's what? and got confused. Yeah, that don't make any sense. Why I read the rules fight? and got confused. I said, wait, okay, so it's so okay, so it's a fight, but like it's a, so it's hard sparring. Okay, yeah. so what is it? So Floyd is gonna drop Logan Paul with a punch that doesn't probably hit flush, but he's gonna drop him, and Logan Paul is probably gonna be slow to his feet, and the ref is gonna call it about, and that's what we're gonna see probably, right? And then we're gonna say that I don't know. And then people are gonna say that they're tired of Floyd, or they're excuse me, Floyd is gonna say no more saying that I can't knock people out. I knocked out somebody that's bigger than me. Is that what's gonna happen? How does Logan Paul even get into the ring with Floyd Mayweather? How does that? How does that even happen, bro? Like you're Floyd Mayweather, bro, and you're letting this cat into the ring with you. Yeah, he said it's the easiest payday of his life. Who, Floyd? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, and it's probably going to be one of the biggest paydays of his life. Did we see Floyd Let's training be real. today? It's going to be like Manny Pacquiao type money for him. I believe it was a fight, or I believe it was a video, excuse me, today or yesterday of Floyd training. And I believe Floyd was fully clothed. He was in the mitts. I saw the same video, yeah. But he always I, you know what's in a funny, though? He always trains in a T-shirt. Not the point. That man was fully clothed. That was a jacket on. <laughs> um, what um, you think he had a shape? No, that's not what I'm saying. What's your point? What I was gonna say was, remember how everybody said no, because that's how effortless. That's how effortless the shit is. That was my point. Mm-hmm. That's that's my point. He's Mayweather, been gone bro. for that long, and that's how, this is my point. While we end this show, we got about seven minutes or so. Floyd Mayweather. We need to add him to that list of. Remember how, and I know Fight Night, he probably will he'll have everything shaved. However, untucked Kyrie, we talked about that, right? Jersey bite Kobe, <laughs> right? Jersey bite Kobe. Um, where else are we going? We, 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 could go, we can go to a couple of different ones. Uh, Russell Westbrook, the season after KD left. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we've seen all of these different memes, right? Yeah. We gotta add bearded Floyd to that. Bearded Floyd, who is he beat with a beard? He ain't nobody. Beat nobody with a beard. Have you seen Floyd train with a beard? Is my point. No, no, I don't know. I'm trying to remember like all those bearded Floyd documentaries. I, I'm gonna have to go. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. I'm gonna have to go back and do some more research to, I don't g- know. to back this point up. I don't know if bearded, bearded Floyd, Floyd is nice is like is that. You think you think bearded Floyd is nice like that? Bearded Floyd. It, it's the same thing as album mode. No haircuts during album mode. Bro, I'm business. Uh, uh, yeah. I'm not worried mm-hmm. about it. I, it's business at hand. Yeah. It's album mode. Didn't he say there's no law? Logan Paul's on it. Am I able to cuss on here? We've already cussed, dog. Awesome. He don't get fucked up, bro. Like, bad. This is Floyd Mayweather. Like, I speak on Floyd so highly because I feel like he's, like, the best human to do. Any, like, he's he's better at his job than anybody else is at their job. You know what I'm saying? So he boxes better than a bus driver drives that bus. 
he boxes better than than a surgeon does that surgery. I feel like he's like the best on earth ever at his job, bro. Like what he does in the ring is ridiculous to me, bro. I will probably go one more and say Gordon Ramsay, possibly. <laughs> oh, Gordon Ramsay. I go Gordon Ramsay. Gordon Ramsay. I I don't I don't know if I've ever seen Gordon Ramsay. Well, we probably wouldn't see it, but I would ask Gordon Ramsay. When's the last time you made a mistake in the kitchen? No, nah, but then like Tom Brady's in there for me too. And, yeah, hell yeah. Y'all know what I'm getting at. First of all, I have to point out two things. He doesn't believe that statement because he even said we're about that life right now. Um, second part of that statement, Logan Paul also had a statement. I believe it was on first take that there is no way he can lose this fight because he's fighting the biggest boxer in the world. That's a loser statement. Let's be real, though. With How many how many fights he has? Two? Yeah. Two fights. I think he's, oh, I think he's on one, too. You have... You have two fights, and your third fight, you're in the ring with Floyd Mayweather. Advertising, marketing. That's he's a great win, bro. That is a yeah, win. Hell yeah. That is a win. Which is you why I believe what he said. Floyd I stand Mayweather by what he like said. There, like, it there's just, boxers who have. You don't plan on winning. No. There's boxers who have boxed for years, decades, invested their life, who will never who will never step foot into a ring with Floyd and see that type of money, bro. For sure. And this kid gets it on his third fight. I mean, bro, that's a win to me already. He's a genius. But you're going to get knocked out. Logan Paul, you are going to get knocked out. All I'm going to say, though, is you I would will like be to see out. Floyd stop fighting. And I'm actually in the corner, too, because I would like to say that I'm, I would like to see Floyd stop fighting only because me and Salim had this conversation two years ago, maybe we were still at KUNV. Uh, we live in a pretty special generation in a pretty special time, mainly because we've seen some pretty special things take place. Like I told Salim, there was a point in time when I argued that we wouldn't see an NFL team go undefeated during a regular season, whatever, whatever. I know we um, haven't seen somebody complete the regular, complete a, a season undefeated and still win a ring, uh, breaking the Miami Dolphins record. But we have seen uh, the Patriots technically break the record statistically, but it didn't end with a ring. Um, like I said, I've seen – what, what, what have we seen, rather? We've seen the Bulls 72-10 and 10 record die. We've seen – and I, I don't care what you guys say. It's sports entertainment. I understand how, how fake it is and everything else. Fam, I saw The Undertaker lose at WrestleMania. <laughs> and I know that we're laughing. That's something I truthfully thought. Because they wrote it in, Bro. I said that will never happen. And it happened. Bro, I never thought it was possible to average a triple-double. We saw and Russell Westbrook, Westbrook take did that. did about four years in a row or something wild like that, bro. Guys, all I'm going to say is that <laughs> nothing lasts forever. Keep on talking.